Mother's Day, Punky Peeps. Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, we've come to that time, haven't we? Two years later, and we are at the end of the Punky Brewster reboot, season one, episode 10, entitled Mother's Day. This episode aired on the Peacock channel or the Peacock app. Network, whatever you want to call it, February 25th, 2021. In this episode, a foster hearing that will decide Izzy's future inspires Punky to confront her past. This episode's got an 8.2 out of 10, based on 64 ratings. We do have, of course, Jessica, Nicole is Lauren, Connor Huston. Husting is Sean. We have the Judge Nadeski, played by Lydia Porto. We have Mark. We have Michael Mark Friedman. Not sure who he is. Sharon Lawrence, of course, is Susan Brewster. Uh, Andy Hernandez and Hannah Sussman, who I don't know who they are because they don't have character names. This episode was directed by Katie Gerritsen. We have writers David. W. Duclan, the creator of Punky Rooster. We have Steve and Jim Armogida. I am so. See, I'm. I'm all this time. I've never been able to get it. We got Francesca and Jacqueline Gales, Eugene Garcia Cross, story editor, and Mano Ega Pion, staff writer. Oh, so we do have user. We have one, and it's short, so I'm going to read it now. 10 out of 10. This is from February 26, 2021. Absolutely beautiful. They title it. This was so amazing. Decades of unresolved issues wrapped up in a fell swoop. Incredible. And that honestly is such. Here's trivia. One thing of trivia. Last episode of the entire series. You know what? If I. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, that is pretty much it for Punky Brewster. The the reboot. I still have Punky Brewster cartoon episodes I would love to cover for the podcast. Also, since once my Full House, Fuller House podcast is going to be done as far as covering the episodes, I do want to do compilation lists. I really would like to do that with Punky Brewster. And just kind of go back and go over, like, really powerful scenes and just kind of, like, list, like, what ones, like, the top five um, performances of Soleil Moonfry over the course of four seasons. Just, just different little compilations like that. I just, I think it would be so fun. I'm not going to go into full detail, really, of whole episodes, but I just, I think it would be fun to do, to revisit the series through compilation mini podcast basically uh, I also want to say thank you all for continuing with me on this journey of Punky as an adult in raising her three kids and of course foster daughter soon to be foster daughter Izzy I thought that this wrapped things up good and to kind of leave it in uh, 
a little bit of a lurch there, you know, kind of like left us hanging for the longest time. We had no idea whether there was going to be a season two. We, the audience, didn't know, but of course the cast members were slowly starting to move on to other things because I'd follow them on Instagram and I kind of figured, well, if they were coming back for a season two. I mean, literally, it was like, I think it was like, late summer, early fall of a fire, the time they officially announced the show was canceled. And that really hurt because, honestly, the new Save by the Bell got a second season and then they canceled the show after them. Just like, Punky, if we could have at least gotten one more season, I would have been okay. I mean, I would have loved more, but, you know, when they see the development of characters, we didn't even get to see Izzy make friends and know that she has friends. We didn't get any of that. It just... I just feel the character of Izzy was very shortchanged in these these ten episodes. The little crumbs that we got of her life before moving in with Punky and her family. I mean, as nice as they were, it, to me, it's it's it was not enough. We focused too much on Hannah, and you know, Daniel got his own episode, but then of course Diego really didn't get. But there's just so much. So many people that we couldn't focus on the little tidbits that we got with Punky and Izzy. We got more of Punky, we got more of Izzy and Travis, if you think about it, than we got, which is cute. I love their parents, so adorable. But we just, for the main focal point of what the show is going to be, it just felt like they're. They had so much going on and not enough time to really delve in and dive into the characters. When it was just Punky and Henry in the original, you had time to flesh out the characters, to be able to develop a relationship over time. We didn't get that with Punky and Izzy. It's like from day one, she was basically at the end of the first episode. She was pretty much moved in with the family. And by the second episode, she'd already been there for, like, it felt like a month. And I'm like, that is a big chunk of time that we did. And the kids were still, the other kids were still adjusting to her being there. And this, they were being just kind of snotty about it and just making her feel unwelcome. And that I didn't like. But I can get more into that later. Um... I can kind of go over what some of my favorite episodes overall out of the ten were. This definitely being one of them. The first and the last episodes are honestly right at my top two episodes. But we'll get more into that. I really want to get into the episode now. It literally picks up from the 80s block party. Everyone is coming in still dressed in their 80s garb. And, of course, Hannah is asking Punky, who are you looking for? At the, at the block party carnival thing. So, yeah. Susan Brewster has grandkids. She's got three of them. One who's biologically related. Not that, you know, that makes a difference or anything like that. But it's just like, yeah. I mean, think about I don't know when Henry passed away. I don't know that he got to see, you know, his first grandchild with Hannah. Or Diego and Daniel. I don't, I honestly, I don't think they say how long it's been since he passed. It seemed like, it felt like it'd been a while. Like a handful of years. So, I don't know. But anyway, let's dive into this. I'm ready. 
And it's sad that we have to close the chapter on Punky Brewster. Hey mom, who are you looking for at the party? An old friend that I thought maybe came by? What old friend? Uh, since we're all dressed up, let's take a selfie. Sure. Selfie time. I can't get us all in. and done gold open if I ever saw one. It's basically them coming back from the 80s block party and taking a, trying to take a selfie. <laughs> oh, it was cute. It really, really was. Yeah, and first when she's trying to lean and get everyone in the frame, I'm thinking, yeah, you need a selfie stick. That's why those were invented. One needs an extended arm <laughs> shot in the photo. And Hannah, of course, asked Punky who she was looking for at the the 80s block party. And Punky says, oh, an old friend. I, I thought Hannah was going to like, Mom, you only have like one of those, and that's Aunt Cherry. <laughs> Try again. But Hannah, of course, you know that she's not going to let this go. She's going to pry and pry and pry and pry because she is the daughter of Punky. And that is just... <laughs> You do that. So now we come back from the cold open, and Trav Punky's following Travis into the kitchen. And he says, "I, yeah, he, he says I really don't want to talk about this anymore." And she's like, "Okay, well then we'll handle it. Fine, we'll handle it. Like, yeah." She says, "I still think this is something we need to discuss, and fine, we'll handle it like adults." He's still trying to see if he is into her or if they still just want to be co-parents with no romance involved. Anymore. And I think we still need to Uh, yeah, I mean, we're glad you'll be playing your own music. 
If it means no more parachute pants, I'm down. And we get to have Dada Palooza. It's a tradition when Dad goes on tour. He takes us out to do a bunch of fun stuff so he doesn't feel guilty. And he can convince himself that he's a good father. Wow. Kids today. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good when he says it. It's important to you. We'll be okay. Aw, even Brandy thinks it's a good idea. Actually, he peed in your guitar case, but we're okay. <laughs> so yeah, basically it's a talk about Travis going on tour, and he's really worried, like, it's two months, what if you and the kids need me? And I love how Hannah is actually very level-headed for being a 15-year-old, especially since, you know, it's basically her and her mom taking care of, you know, her younger brothers. And she says, we're almost done raising Daniel and Diego, because... Diego is, what, at least 13, 14? Daniel's got to be at least 11, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> They're not done, but they've gotten them to teenagehood. So, <laughs> and of course, I mean, the kids all... <laughs> I love home. Izzy comes in, like, oh, we're just gonna sneak some cookies, and then, like, we'll come back later, and Diego says, next time, don't say what the plan is. I love the three of them, Daniel, Diego, and Izzy. So adorable. But, yeah, they all, like, hey, we'll have Dadapalooza, which Daniel explains to Izzy, it's so Travis doesn't feel guilty about leaving them. They do a bunch of fun stuff. And, of course, <laughs> I love, like, oh, Brandy's going to miss me, too. And Boogie says, oh, well, he peed in your guitar case. But anyway, we'll be fine. I loved that. I thought it was so cute. But, yeah, and even Hannah's like, look, just, Mom, you got to let Dad go. You got to let him follow his dreams. And even Punky tells him, I got to, in order for our kids to see that they can follow their own dreams, I need to let their dad follow his because Hannah's saying, oh, if you don't let him go, he'll resent us and you for not following. Yeah, and they're like, hey, as long as you're playing your own songs and not, like, 80s cover band. You know, someone needs to talk to Jesse Katsopoulos about not playing covers all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, this was a cute scene. I just, oh, they seem like such family. And Izzy's just blended in with all of them. I just, I, I love how Daniel and Diego are such big brothers to her. It's so cute. Yeah, every, everyone is honestly, they're being just so, so mature about it. I really thought that the conversation that Travis and Punky were going to have was about, but I think they pretty much settled that, that they're just, you know, there's no romance between them that's passed. They're just co-parenting and they're trying to, you know, just be buds, basically. You know the drill. It's basically just a check-in with the courts on Izzy's situation. And her mom's never shown up for a hearing? No, but she finished her program at the halfway house, and according to the judge, it looks like she might actually show up this time. Oh, that's great. For Izzy, I mean. I just want what's best for her. Oh, we all do. But I wouldn't say anything to Izzy just yet, because she's been let down so many times before. Still, you should be prepared in case she shows up. The court is most likely going to grant her custody. Now I think I know how Henry felt when they were going to send me back to Fenster Hall. He was so distracted he put a sweater vest on backwards. And I'll be there for you two as a friend and a lawyer. And as your friend, I will not bill you as a lawyer. 
I gotta get back to work. Chin up. Mm -hmm. Part of me hopes that her mom shows up so that Izzy isn't let down again. But the other part of me hopes that she doesn't because I want her to stay and I love her. I know it's selfish. No, it's not. Selfish is the fact I'm about to eat that last pita chip. No <laughs> Hey, Izzy. You ready for the hearing? girls here. You know my mom's not coming, so let's not make a big deal out of it. Okay. You make whatever size deal you want. Hey, can I ask you a question? Do you remember the lady you met the other day? What did she look like? Yeah, she had hair, eyes, and ears. As the most humans, yes. That narrows it down. I'll draw you a picture. Do you really think it was your mom? I think so. But I'm not ready for that. If we ever do meet, it's got to be on my terms, not hers. You know, you got a lot on your plate, but Travis about to take off and Izzy me. You got a lot on your plate. <laughs> Nothing I can't handle with a little punky power. Yes, bring it back. I might need some cherry power too. Oh, so this is a big scene here in regards to there's a lot of information going on. We got. Izzy's hearing is coming up, and it turns out that Izzy's mother, Izzy's been through this charade before, where she has a hearing for her mother for custody to show up, and she's basically always been a no-show. So, Izzy, oh my goodness, Izzy is just, she is so mature about this, but she's been through it so many times before, so it's almost like it doesn't phase her. But then again, that could just be a, a cover, trying to keep a brave face. Um... But Lauren does brief Punky on odds are because her mother is doing well at the halfway house that she's at, that odds are that she would likely get custody of Izzy. But then I'm like, well, wait a second. Wouldn't she have to prove, she'll prove a residence, a job, everything you would need to take care of a child? Punky has that. Not that Izzy's mother couldn't get that, but... I just feel, honestly, that is just not a situation that I feel that Izzy, I mean, I know that Izzy loves her mom, but, and I know the judge would be, I don't know, honestly, but it just makes me think of how Punky said what Henry felt when she had to go back to Fenster. Oh my gosh, that broke my heart in season two when she had to go back after he lost the photography studio, and she had to go back to Fenster. Oh my gosh, and just, oh, that Simon P. Chilling's like, I mean, I know the actor is just an actor, he's done other things, but I could, whenever I see him, I'm like, there's Simon P. Chilling's, my husband will say the same thing. But, yeah, it's, Punky's like, hey, do you want to talk about it? And Nancy says, look, I've been through this before, we don't need to make a big deal about it. Let's just, just talk about something. She doesn't want to go through. She's, I don't know how many times this girl's been through this, but, and even Cherry says, look, she's been let down a lot of times. She's got her hopes up. At this point, Izzy, nah. But she, honestly, to me, Izzy's in a better situation with Punky and the kids. And, you know, she feels like, you know, she was with family. And I just feel like, in a way, even though her mom would most likely be trying if she 
you know, did show up. But it just feels like she'd be missing so much. And, and Punky and loves her and everything. And I just feel it was such a good environment with Punky and the kids. It really, really is. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, also, another thing. <laughs> Punky's mom, well, Punky is kind of asking Izzy, like, hey, that lady you saw, uh, what did she look like? Oh, she had hair and ears and eyes. And I'm like, okay, that narrows it. That's very vague. <laughs> like, yes, most, most human beings do have hair and, you know, eyes and ears and what have you. <coughs> and as he says, oh, I'll draw you a picture, I immediately, immediately went back to Punky having drawn a picture of her mother to show Randy in season one, Punky Finds a Home, part, I think it's like part two. And I'm just thinking, yeah, at that time... Her, she just, the way she described her mom, she had, you know, brown hair, long brown hair, and she probably, you know, looked like Punky. I, I don't know. But then again, we were, in 1984, we were not thinking 2021. We weren't even fathoming a reboot at all. And the thing is, that's 30 plus years, like almost 40 years down the road, you know? A person can change their appearance over time. They usually do. And usually, I mean, they put on some pounds or they lose, you know, or, or, or just they change their hairstyle, their color, what have you. They just, a lot, that is like almost 40 years. So, and, and even Sherry says, you know, Punky, you have a lot on your, and not to mention, you know, Izzy's custody hearing, you got Travis leaving, you got the situation with your mom, and Punky says, I get that she's trying to reach out, but I want it to be on my terms, which 100%, I'm with Punky on this, it needs to be on Punky's terms, when she's ready to confront her mom and finally talk to her, it's gotta be up for Punky to say when. I just think that's almost 40 years worth of hurt. And, and anger and just questions that have been rolling around in her head wondering yeah and even at one point it almost feels like in the show she was always like what did I do to make her leave yeah what she and she always this this fear of abandonment even with with Henry and that episode with the um the urban stalker whatever you want to call him she was just scared that she was going to lose him. Even when Brandon, you know, got picked up by that, that kid, that Joey Deaton guy. And I, you know, I just, I've been watching older episodes on Peacock of the original Punky Brewster because I love it so much. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I'm just thinking of, you know, like in the Christmas episode with, with Henry saying about, you know, Susan Brewster. Like, what if she comes back? I could lose Punky, the one bright light in Henry's life. Just the idea that he could lose her. The one thing, you know, I did like that the show did address was that it's like, no, you can't just, you find a kid and say, oh, you can live with me. That's not how it works. There are proper channels you have to go through. That's why it took two seasons just to be able to finally adopt Punky because he was just fostering her for the most part of season one and well into season two i like that he also had he had betty there as well and punky and cherry growing up together and even still now it's just 
And I like how Punky says, I'll get through it with a little Punky power. And she says, but I also need some cherry power. And I'm like, oh, my heart. I love them both. I love, I love them. Izzy. You know? I know. I feel the same way. Yes, you what? did. Oh my god, no! No! No, 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 no. He's texting back. He stopped. He started again. He stopped. You should do everything in silence. Yeah. He's got a thumbs up? How is that a response to an accidental love you? Could have been a different finger. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought that scene was funny. Daniel's on his iPad at the... I don't know. Is that like a kitchen island? Because it's not the table. But they tend to gather around there a lot. Every once in a while. But I, I thought she was talking to Sean. Because she says, I don't want Izzy to go. I don't want her to leave. You know, I love her. I thought, because she said, love you, and I thought she was, you know, she and Sean were, like, at that point. And Daniel says, well, um, why do you text love you to everybody? And Hannah says, oh, well, that's just what we do. We're besties. I think sometimes it's just an automated response, especially if you do it that so much that it's just... It's just the thing that you do. I mean, if you're not careful, sometimes you could say that to someone you don't mean. Well, I mean, you know. But <laughs> Daniel says, why don't you just text in silence like normal people do? Uh, and yeah, she ended up accidentally texting Sean Love You. And she's annoyed. And, and, he, and Daniel says, no, yeah, you did. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> And he's, she's so worried about him stopping texting and starting again, and then he gives a thumbs up. She's like, how do you, why do you respond with a, a thumbs up with an accidental I love you? And Daniel says, well, you know what, it could have been a different finger. <laughs> he ain't wrong. <laughs> he ain't wrong. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, just stop listening to my phone conversations. And she's like, well, then stop texting, like saying what you're texting out loud. I don't even do that. So now we're going into Izzy and Hannah's room, and Punky is... I mean, uh, Hannah's a little um, confused and um, taken aback and uh, smidge weirded out. I'm, um, I've never seen Henry do that, which is just as well. Um, she's smelling Izzy's hat, jacket, something... Of Izzy's. Izzy's got an adorable little day bed. And it's so cute. There's a rainbow on a cork board. It's so. Oh and there's a. It says family with like stick figures. Oh. I love it so much. 
Hey, I was just uh, smelling Izzy's hat. It was Izzy's hat. Yeah. Give me a whip. Izzy's <laughs> ring. He's not fair. Yeah, he's Probably wash it. No. It's not fair. She belongs here. Everyone deserves a second chance. Even Izzy's mother. So at this point, I'm not sure how many months. Has it been months since Izzy's been there? I don't know. It hasn't been six months. It hasn't been half a year. But... Yeah, she's, yeah, she is smelling Izzy's hat. And then, um, Hannah's like, oh, here, give me a whiff. And it's like, oh, it smells rank. <laughs> and Punky says, I should probably watch this. I'm like, no, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. <clears throat> um, and Hannah's saying, you know, it's not fair. Izzy belongs here with us. And Punky says, well, Izzy's mother deserves a second chance. How many chances do you give somebody before that child eventually gives up? As far as I'm concerned, Izzy should be able to make up her own mind. And if she wants to stay with Punky and them, I mean, I just, I don't know. Uh, I just, ugh. Yeah, how many, I mean, and it just seems like with the number of times that Izzy's had to go to a custody hearing for her mom, her mom's never shown up. You, She's blown through a second chance, a third, a fourth, a fifth chance. I don't know how many chances her mother's been given, but she's turned down all of them by not showing up. And I'm just like, at some point, Izzy's just going to be like, enough's enough. I can't do this anymore. I can't keep getting let down because this girl's keeping a brave face for a nine-year-old or a eight-year-old. I don't know how old she is. Eight, seven, eight, nine. Up to the the way she acts. I mean, she. I mean, but then again, it Izzy has had to grow up for a young kid with what she's had to put up with. You know, with her dad passing away and you know her mom. However, that, you know, hurt them as a family and everything. And I don't know the whole backstory because we didn't have time in the 10 episodes we got to be able to develop it. I just, uh, I just, uh, I wanted more of the show, guys. I wanted more of this. I really, really did. And we didn't get it. We're back. How was it? Dad, let me get a tattoo. It's of a son, just like yours. The dude said it's temporary, but he doesn't know my bathing schedule. <laughs> we won go-kart racing. Guess who won? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's not cool. about winning. It's about having fun. <laughs> That's not what you said when you beat us at laser tag. <laughs> That's because I won. Of course. Yep. Sounds like Dada Palooza was a success. <clears throat> yeah, we had a really good time. Well, I should probably go get packed. Big day tomorrow, first gig and all that. So, get in here and give me some hugs that are going to last a few weeks. Oh, Izzy is really feeling down. Kid. Remember, eat leafy vegetables, stay hydrated, and stay out of Wisconsin. You remember what happened last time? Oh, I have a Shouldn't I be the one giving you advice? If it makes you feel better, sure. 
We got something for you. <coughs> this is really going down. Hey, guess we both have big days tomorrow, huh? Yeah. You have my email, right? I do. I just don't have an email account. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you a postcard. <coughs> Make you a letter. That way you can flip me a fiber. <laughs> okay, don't change. I don't want to say goodbye, so I'm just going to say nos vemos, which means we'll see each other. Nos vemos. No way, a new guitar case, sweet. We all signed it. I drew the heart right there. Oh, a thing that looks like poop? It's really a teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is so great. Whoa, check out that bird. It's a swallow. No matter where you fly, you can always find your way back home. I drew the duck. Oh, it's just a duck. It's cute, though. Oh, so they had a fun day. Daniel won go-kart racing. Uh, Hannah won laser tag. <laughs> they all give him a hug. And um, I loved that uh oh, oh Hannah telling him to stay out of Wisconsin you remember what happened last time I was like, tell me I want to hear about what happened in Wisconsin <laughs> what happened why can't you go back there <laughs> but I just I Izzy just kind of sitting there and she just looks so sad and then the kids go and get the going away gift for Travis which is a new guitar case they all signed it and Izzy drew an adorable yellow duck and but I love Travis and Izzy's hug and everything. He's like, you got my email, right? And she's like, uh, I don't have an email address. He's like, maybe I'll send you a postcard. She says, make it a letter so you can slip in a fiber. And I'm like, oh, I love you, kid. Don't change. And they hug. And he says, because he even said, you know, we both have big days tomorrow because Travis is leaving on tour. And Izzy's, you know, court hearing. And, oh, it just, oh, it breaks my, he's like, I yeah, he doesn't want to say goodbye. Neither of them do. And he says, wait, basically, I'll see you. Oh, so sweet. Scrambled eggs are done. Uh, where's the chili? Who puts chili on scrambled eggs? We're not at camp. It's Izzy's favorite. I'm following her recipe. I'll get it. Gotta add the jalapenos and the velvet. Don't forget the secret ingredients. Heart failure. <laughs> hey. I hope that text I sent wasn't weird. I, I say love you all the time to people. Hey, Hannah, how much is a buttload of ketchup? I have no idea. Love you. What? Gross. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I sent love you by mistake. I just don't want things to be weird. Oh, no big deal. I mean, it's kind of soon to be saying those things. Yeah, so glad that's settled. Small thing. Um, you texted back a thumbs up. <coughs> yeah. That's good, right? I mean, you're the first girl I ever gave a thumbs up to. Finally got her in the bath. She's a kicker. Hey, Mom, how much is a buttload of ketchup? Two cups. I speak Izzy. 
sweet of you guys to do this for her. Yeah, well, it might be her last dinner here, so we wanted to make it something special. Or this. <laughs> Hi, Miss Brewster. Hey, thanks for coming. I was kind of hoping we weren't going to have to do an Izzy Palooza. Me too. But it's not always what we want. It's what's best for Izzy. Do you think our biological parents will ever show up and want us to live with them? We legally adopted you guys. But as I've said before, if you ever wanted to reach out to them, we just make our family bigger. What about Diego? Can they take him away, please? <laughs> you made my favorite. But I'm not that hungry. I appreciate what you're doing, but I doubt I'm going anywhere. When I was your age, I thought I might never see my mom again either. There's always that possibility. Heard that song before? You don't have to say it to make me feel better. She's right. There is always a chance that your mom will come through. <laughs> okay, piling on. So that is honestly interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's like, what, scrambled eggs, chili, and like two cups of ketchup. And then I guess Diego put in some jalapenos, which... I, minus the jalapenos, I would eat it. I would totally eat that. It just sounds amazing. Honestly, even now that I think about it, oh man, like a like a brat with like some of that no bean chili stuff on there, and then like maybe fry an egg and then put the egg on it, and then maybe some like cheese sauce. Oh, that sounds good. I now want to experiment and try that. But you know, um. They're having an Izzy Palooza, which they didn't want to have because they don't want her to go. <laughs> None of them do. And even Punky said to you, I got her in the bath. Izzy's a, a kicker, apparently. <laughs> and Sean comes in after, you know, Hannah, he wanted to come over for the Izzy Palooza. And that's when Hannah, you know, asked him about, you know, sorry, I said, you know, I love you in a text. I said that to everyone. And then Diego comes in and she says, Love you. And he's like, ugh, what? Gross. <laughs> and, of course, he gave a thumbs up. It was his first thumbs up to Hannah. And he's like, yeah, we're a little too new in our relationship to be saying I love you. So, it's cool. <clears throat> and they were just worried about Izzy's mom coming back for her. And Daniel brings up a good point. Because, you know, both he and Diego are adopted. And they're wondering... Will our parents, our original, you know, our birth parents come back and try, you know, and uh, come back for us? And Punky says, no, we legally adopted you, but if any, at any time you want to reach out to them, that will just make our family bigger. And it's like, yeah, they're not saying you can't reach out to your birth parents. You, you can totally do that. And Izzy comes from the kitchen, she's like, oh, you made my favorite, but I'm not that hungry. <laughs> And, of course, Punky, you know, mentions about the fact, you know, your mom could show up and it's okay if you have feelings about that. And Izzy's, again, she's been through this. Her mom's always been a no-show, so she's not worried. I've heard this song before. But then she gets her appetite and I'm like, you know what? I'm hungry for this. Let's do this. I just, I would try it without the jalapenos. And, and Punky even mentions Izzy about, you know, her mom and reconnecting with her mom and stuff like that, too, so. I can't sleep. 
She can't sleep, and Izzy comes in. She's you know, like, I can't sleep, you know, with the big day tomorrow and everything. And I, I thought one of them was gonna be like, Gosh, remember, it feels like your first night here when you slept in the bed and <laughs> you wouldn't settle down. And of course, Hannah comes in, like, Oh, I wonder where you went since she and Izzy share a room. And like, Oh, yeah, sleepover. And of course, here comes Daniel and Brandy, like, we both had a bad dream. And then, of course, Diego is like, oh, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're having a slumber party. And Diego says, ah, uh, you are crazy. And, of course, Punky says, you know, he just, uh, Diego processes stuff di- differently. But then as soon as he got you know he's going to turn back around. He's like, you can't have a slumber party without popcorn. I'm like, oh, dude, bring it in. <laughs> and, sadly, the day has arrived that she is, in family court with, with Izzy and Sherry and, of course, lawyer uh, Lauren acting as a lawyer. We also have Daniel, Diego, and Hannah there. He didn't have to come. I wanted to be here. After all, you love me. And I heart you. Judge Nadeski, seeing that Ms. McAllister has, um, not appeared, we would like a ruling on the continuation of Izzy's foster status. We'll give her a bit more time to show up. Are you happy where you are? Yes, but 
Well then, in light of Ms. McAllister's failure once again to appear in front of this court and Ms. Johnson's strong recommendation to the court, I am extending Isabella McAllister's foster care under Penelope Brewster. If that's acceptable to you. Yes! <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Mom. Yes, Your Honor. Buttloads. <laughs> well, then it's settled. Judges like let's get and Izzy's last name is McAllister, so and they said she said let's just give her a few more minutes. Of course, she didn't show, and it's just I love how Travis showed up to support. He's like ah, I told the band look hey I'll miss a couple gigs but I'll meet you out there because he feel felt that being there for Izzy supporting her was more important. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely, oh, I just I love. I just love all of it. I just, everything, her relationship with the, and just, and even the judge asking Izzy what she wanted. Like, is this, do you like where you're at? Do you want to stay there? And I love Izzy saying, yeah, buttloads. And I'm just like, oh, my heart. And Punky, yeah, she is awarded custody. And of course, Cherry's overwhelming recommendation, like, she is in a good place right now. Let's not... And, I mean, I get Izzy, you know, saying how, you know, she was hoping her mom would show up, but, you know, she's not surprised by it. And, of course, Punky telling Cherry afterwards, like, just, well, this whole thing is just bringing up a lot of old stuff, which I get. I understand. Yeah, 100%. I could definitely, I mean, personally, I don't get it, but I can understand that, definitely. I mean, as I'm a child of divorce and everything, but I still had to be you know, placed with my aunt and uncle when I was seven years old and adjusting to living in a different place with 
you know, even though they were they were my cousins, I was still, you know, I was living in their home. It didn't really feel like mine. You know, and I saw my dad and my sister on the weekends. And this, you know, went on for two years. So, and of course, Travis treats Izzy and the rest of the family onto ice cream. And I, yeah, I love it. He's like, ah, oh, I guess you're stuck with me. You're stuck with each other. <laughs> it's so cute. And she says, I gotta warn you, it's gonna be a two-scoop day. Oh. And they all leave, and Cherry gives Punky, you know, confidence, just like, I, I get what you, you know, you're, you're saying and everything, and I'm here to support you. And I love how the judge says, can you please take this out so we can leave my courtroom? And, of course, Cherry says, we're having a moment here. And, of course, the judge smiles, all right, I'll allow it. <laughs> the judge was so cool. So, all right, here we go. A big meetup between Punky and her mom. It took 30 plus years to get here. And I, I, I honestly would say, I would think I would des definitely was satisfied originally watching this with how this went down, just everything that was said. They both got to say some stuff that they had been wanting to say for a very long time. And I believe Punky did get her questions asked or questions asked and answered. Thanks for being there for me, Cherry. I'm so nervous. You got this, Punky. Just sit facing the door, okay? And if you need backup, I am only a few minutes away. I'll also put some pepper spray in your purse just in case. It's a coffee date, not a Liam Neeson movie. I just came extra early to get psyched up. Mom? Oh, no. Sorry, wrong mom. That is the third random woman I've called mom. How am I supposed to recognize her? about that um so she's waiting there and, and this woman comes in with brown hair and she, she tells cherry like this is like the third person that i've called mom that's walked through the door and cherry's like look i get you're nervous i understand what you know i get what you're feeling if you need me to come down there i'm only a couple minutes away i also packed you pepper spray and <laughs> punky says cherry this is just a coffee date. This is not a Liam Neeson movie. And of course, she does see her mother outside the coffee shop, but her mother, her mother, uh, walks past. She can't, she's not ready. And Punky follows her. We don't see her, but no, she follows her into what I believe could be a possible AA meeting. And she gets to hear her mother's story. And we get to hear from her mother for the first time. into this place. I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into. You got this, Punky. I got this. Would anybody else like to share? I would. I, I'm not supposed to be here. It's okay. I said that when I was in your car. 
No, you don't understand. We all understand. <laughs> Hi, I'm Susan and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Susan. I've been sober five years, but I struggle every day. Each time I quit, I'd swear that it was for good and that I was going to get my life back, and I got real good at lying to myself. I still am. But I've never been five years before. That's why I finally feel strong enough to make amends to the person who most deserves an apology. My daughter, who I abandoned. She was seven. And in 15 minutes, we're going to meet up again for the first time since. God, I'm afraid. But I'm, I'm here for support because I just so badly, I want to be strong for her. Thank you for the share. Punky? I took a bear claw. Should I put it back? Oh my gosh. I'm crying. I can't believe, you know, how hard that must have been for her to get up there and say that she's been sober for five years. It's never been five years before. And that she wants to be strong for her daughter, who she's going to be meeting in 15 plus minutes. And she says that she had abandoned her daughter when she was seven. And I'm just like, oh, that... So she had been struggling up to, you know, five years ago. Just struggling and dealing with it. And just, oh, it broke my heart. And just punky, you know, hearing that. You know, I think maybe part of her kind of needed to. And it was good that she did. But they finally, now, when she... Gets up to walk away. Punky stands up. And she read her. Yeah, Susan recognizes her as Punky. And Punky says, Mom? Yeah. And she holds this ginormous bear claw donut. All right, so here is the meeting. <laughs> you grew up. You look. So beautiful. I forgot how you looked. I tried to hold on. But every year it became more and more of a blur. Kind of like this picture. <laughs> Honestly, that's sort of how I felt back then. I know that there's no excuse for what I did. No, there's not. So don't try to give me one. We can just sit here a while. Actually, give me one. Punky, I know that you think that I was taking care of you, but the truth is you were the one taking care of me. I was out of control. I was strung out. I knew that I wasn't going to make it. I didn't care about myself. about you and I, I couldn't risk you not making it either. 
So you just left me. And I'm not asking you to forgive me. Good. Because I forgave you a long time ago. Wow, that is a lot to unpack. Um, just, you know, them, them sitting down together and they find out they both have the same sun tattoo. And, of course, Punky brings up the music box, you know, from the Christmas episode that she had gotten that had been delivered to her that Christmas by, you know, Nick's Nook. Um, when he had tried to give that to Henry, and Henry was just like, no, nah, I don't, he, no. And then on Christmas morning, <laughs> Punky winds up with it. It's just him not believing, like, oh, well, a lot of people's initials are SD. And, because she recognizes, she recognizes the song. I have the sun in the morning and the moon at night. And it just, oh. And also just, her, her oh, it just broke when she said, I'm not asking, you know. You, want, you know, if you want me to forgive you, but when she tells her mother, I forgave you a long time ago, and just her mother tearing up at that, and of course how 
she's saying how she had written a letter right after Hannibal was born and just not, you know, thinking about how she can ever let her daughter, daughter go, trying to think about what her mom was going through, and just her mom just saying, you know, I couldn't even, she wasn't making it. She wasn't mentally, and just, probably physically, and she, you know, sacrificed her daughter, and even though she just, you know, left her at the, at the, um, the grocery store and everything like that, and it just, it just makes you think, yeah, the couple of times that Punky talked about her dad, how he had moved out, he had left when she was like two years old, and that's a memory she has when she was like eight or nine years old, because she remembers that, and just, you know, that's probably what caused, you know, when even Susan knew that she wasn't gonna make it, and she did what she thought she had to do to save her daughter. She even says, I couldn't take care of you. You were the one who was actually taking care of me. And think about that. That's an eight-year-old girl. Or trying to take care of her, her mother, when really it's supposed to be the other way around. And she even tells her mom that, you know, I just think if you hadn't done what you had done, I wouldn't know Henry, and I wouldn't know Cherry. And... She even mentions about how I'm not looking for a mother. I had one. His name was Henry. And <clears throat> she says I could use a friend. And of course, yeah, that's just... I like that, you know, and it's gonna... Yeah, she even says, do you want to be in my life? And Susan asks, do you want me to be in your life? And... Like, yeah, I think it's going to be a very hard, very slow-going road, but eventually, you know, even if they could just wind up being, you know, good friends and everything, and building from that, just, it's it's something, it's a start. And just them saying at the same time, can we get some napkins over here? Just, she doesn't mention Brandon either, she doesn't mention the dog. She doesn't even mention him, which, I get it, I mean... I don't think you would. Also, for the wedding colors, we are thinking blush pink and sage green. Golden burgundy. You already sound like you're married. Hey, where were you today? I went to see an old friend. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been uh, hearing a lot about this old friend recently. You know I'm going to find out, right? I'm going to tell you all about it. But right now, I just want to sit back and enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment too. <laughs> we got pizza. The moment just keeps getting better. And a Caesar salad. Yeah. Why ruin the moment with lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now there's just one more thing for me to do. Get some pizza. Process for Izzy. You know what you're getting into. This could get messy. Messy's kind of my thing. I want to be Izzy's Henry. Yes. Besides, my punky power says bring it on. Keep those mushrooms away from me. Give me 
So yeah, Punky is looking forward to getting to know her mom on her terms, which is good. And of course, when Hannah comes in, she's hearing about, you know, Punky say, my old friend. And Hannah says, uh-huh, I've been hearing about that a lot. Like, you're not going to find out, right? It's like, yeah, she's a sleuth. She will find out. And it's just, I feel at some point, yeah, she will tell the kids about her mom and who this old friend is. When, you know, she, because she's, I mean... I get it. She's got trust issues and everything. And this is, you know, a working rel- And it's like, do you really want to involve the kids just yet? I mean, it's one thing to be honest with them, but it's another thing to, like, just take a slow, get to know her, and when the time is right, and then slowly introduce them. But don't, I mean, like you said, you, like I said, you're, she's just getting to know her mom again. So... And Susan Brewster, I mean, even five years is a success, but it's still, it's an uphill battle that she has to fight every single day. And I can see that Punky, with her abandonment and trust issues, that she really wouldn't yet want to subject her kids to that until she really, you know, just take it slow. They'll, they'll get there at some point. And I like how Punky just stretches back and like, I'm just going to relax. Puts her hands behind her head, stretches her feet out on the coffee table. I love how when Izzy comes in, she's wearing a rainbow t-shirt, and it's just so reflective of punky power and the rainbow and everything like that. And Punky, Izzy does the same thing Punky's doing, just reclining back and stretching the hands behind the head and stretching the, the legs out and everything <clears throat> like that. And then, of course, Travis comes in with, like, three pizza boxes, and Daniel got <laughs> Caesar salad, and everyone just kind of looks at him, and Izzy says, why would you ruin this with lettuce? And it's really cool. They go into the kitchen, and then Daniel's like, oh, Diego took three slices, like, you're having salad, who cares? And of course, like, no, 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 no mushrooms. <laughs> it's just, it's cute. It's the family together and everything, and uh, it just ended on a good note, and I really love how we saw the, see the pic, wall of pictures. We got Henry with his camera, and then we, of course, come in on the picture of Izzy taking that selfie with, you know, her family. And we do get to hear that Punky wants to go forward with the adoption process. And Sherry says, you know, this is going to be messy. It's because her mother still has legal custody of her in a way that you're going to have to, this is going to be another uphill battle. And Punky says, I want to be Izzy's Henry. And it's like, yes, we know you do. And you're going to be, oh, see, this is why we needed another season at least. Literally, we had to say goodbye to these characters so, so, too soon, too soon. But that was the episode, guys. I loved it. Five out of five, Brandy or Brand, Brandon or Brandy Tailwag, just all of it. I loved all of it. The end, her meeting her mother, <clears throat> just the kids and, and Travis and Izzy's, I loved everything about it. And Punky's principles is, like, you gotta leave a little room for trust and growth. And sometimes these things are a slow process, an uphill battle, but in the end, the reward of it is worth fighting for. Alright, so I'm going through some of the reviews on iTunes, on iTunes, on IMDb. Um, a lot of them just, they're really punching below the belt here, and I don't like it. So I'm going to avoid those reviews. 
This one here is from October 25th, 2021. Gives this an 8 out of 10. Titled, Sad It's Over. You and me both. As an OG PB fan, this made me laugh and cry, and I love how they touched on inclusiveness and diversity in such a non-judgmental way. A must-watch for every family. Alright, this one is Best Remake Slash Continuation Ever, 10 out of 10. This is from August 1st, 2021. This show is amazing. I miss the old sitcoms. This one was made with such love, care, and sentiment to the original. Honestly, yes. 100% yes, it was. I love the show and the little girl playing Izzy is the cutest, greatest new child actress I've ever seen since Shirley Temple. And yes, Quinn Copeland, who played Izzy McAllister, won an award for her role as Izzy. Let's see. 10 out of 10. June 3, 2021. Season 2, a must. This was at the time when we didn't know it was canceled or even getting a season 2. There have been very few reboots that have normally don't care much for reboots as they usually don't pay enough homage to the original. However, Punky Brewster did have some great flashbacks. The show ended with so much left in the air that another season is much needed. There are so many questions since Punky reunited with her mom, a wedding that should bring back more original cast members, and there needs to be more episodes surrounding the kids, especially Izzy. There could have easily, there could easily be more than just the second season, but just one was not, no, it was not enough, 100%. Let's see. 9 out of 10, April 6, 2021. Nailed it. Welcome back, Punky. Very well done and needed revival. Hoping for a season two. 10 out of 10, season two, please, pretty please. Great to get in touch with these characters again. Sets are so good to the yes 100% set decorators you have my love and support can laughter just like the original just please explain the third bedroom where did it come from what happened yeah Alan um if this person doesn't know I believe he moved to Kansas with his mom when his parents got divorced in season three divorce Anderson style oh I cried during that oh that broke my heart 9 out of 10. Loved it. I am praying for a second season. This reboot was great. Felt like visiting old friends. It did, didn't it? Even great from the newer generation that missed the original Punky. <clears throat> 10 out of 10. Reboot gone right. I watched the show all the time as a kid and I loved the updated version. It's a comfort show to me. I didn't think I would like it because who needs another reboot? But this one could not be more true to the original series and that's a great thing. <laughs> oh 10 out of 10 wow great pilot at the first episode i was hooked i was happy to see punky back and on the same episode they got me crying i cannot wait to see more it's a good return hope it gets another season 10 out of 10 oh so good yeah love this absolutely love this reboot just so glad it it beat my expectations. That's awesome. I love some of these reviews. are so good. I'm not going to read all of them because they go on forever. <laughs> but there's just some that I wanted to share. Um, of course, before I go, I wanted to play the clip from Punky Finds a Home. I think it's part three where Henry gets custody to foster Punky. Just a sweet, sweet moment.
And I do want to apologize. Um, I have a cold, which I probably got from a handful of people at my job because people are just dropping like just they're getting colds, allergies. I don't believe I have allergies, so it's just a stuffed up nose, stuffed up nose, runny nose. But just sinus and like oh. <laughs> but hey, I haven't lost my voice, so that's. <laughs> Knocked on this table. <laughs> well, she's adjusting. She really misses you. Well, have you had any luck finding her mother? Not yet. Mr. Warnemont, we must face the possibility that Punky's mother won't be found. In fact, to be brutally honest, she may not want to be found. So what will happen to Punky? Well, within 72 hours, the DCFS has to hold a court hearing to determine who will get temporary custody. Hopefully, it will be someone willing to provide long-term care. Punky would like it to be you. I see. You know, Miss Mitchell, when Punky first walked into my life, it made me feel happy. And when you took her away, frankly, it hurt. And uh, I'm not used to feeling hurt anymore. I guess I'm not used to feeling much of anything. Well, suppose I were willing to take custody of Punky. What would you say? say that, in my opinion, Punky would be better off with someone else. So, Randy comes by, of course, and tells Henry that in 72 hours there's going to be a temporary custody hearing for Punky and she tells him that Punky would like it to be him. Of course she wants it to be him. And he asks her, what do I have to do to make that happen? And Randy is straight up with him. She says, to be perfectly honest, I don't see any benefit to placing her in your care long term. I think she'd be better off somewhere else. Because Randy, of course, sees Punky being like, Apparently, their, their whole thing is like, oh, Henry is, like, in his mid-60s, his income is here or there, kind of like piecemeal work with his photography, it's not always steady, there's going to be slow, you know, and she just, back then it just felt like, oh, the ideal family is, like, two parents who, two, uh, like, a mom and dad who are looking for a kid to welcome into their home and everything. So this, and honestly looking back on it now, I mean, I can understand why a show like this sadly would not work today just because of, it's over 40, so much has changed and just so many things that just wouldn't be as acceptable, I guess, from a lot of people's standpoints. I mean, I would be all for it, but Punky, uh, Randy's just looking at the best interest of Punky, but she sees it from a 
statistical job standpoint of what she's been trained to do in her job, where she's not looking at these two care about each other. They need each other. So let's get to the courtroom scene. So, of course, Henry wants reasons as to why he can't be a foster parent to Punky, even though this is just Randy's opinion, honestly, of the statistical facts. He's not married, and I guess the big one is, and her, I think it's that's ageism, saying he's too old. And all, again, she's just going by guidelines, saying wouldn't it be best if Punky had a mother and a father to provide her, since she's been through so much, you know, trauma and everything, to put her with, you know, a mother and a father, so she'd have a chance of growing up like any normal girl. It's like, but she's not. She's been through a lot. And, I mean, to me, it even, it even feels like when they're going to place her with that whatever family at the end of season two, that husband and wife that had money, all they wanted to do was change her. And the same thing in the pilot episode with those two people that were going to take in Izzy, they were doing all this stuff and not thinking about what Izzy would want and what would be... It's like, oh, she's going to have tutors, and she's going to have this, and she's going to do that, and just changing how she dresses and her hair and everything. It's like, this, yeah, the kid has been through enough, and here you want to just take and change her, not let her grow into her own person. Like, you're thinking, like, these people think, like, they know what's best for the kid and not having their best interests. I mean, come on now. I'm sorry, Randy eventually, uh, turns a corner in a positive light towards the end of this episode. Because um, <coughs> Henry's like, what, what kind of set of place do you have that allows kids to run wild and, or just take off with nobody knowing? And here she's like, oh, Pencer Hall is a modern and enlightened facility. I'm like, you ever been there? More than just, have you spent even a few minutes there instead of just dropping a kid off and just walk? You don't, ugh. Yeah, she's, <laughs> we don't put locks on doors. It's not a prison. No, but you would have security there or someone to, you know, do a head count on the kids, make sure they're held, you know, accounted for and all that. So Henry sits Punky down and talks about where the best place for Punky to be, whether it's Spencer or whether it's there with him. And she's like, of course it's here with you. And he tells him, you know, I have not raised a child before. And she's like, well, I haven't either. We'll learn together. I like how she says, we'll learn together. <laughs> Sadly, she ends up having to go back to Fenster just until, you know, the court date. So that way he can get, you know, a case put together and everything and in a way that. But then again, I mean, Randy is finally hearing you know, by listening to Punky and Henry and everything and how much they care for one another. It's like, forget about statistics. You need to be listening with your heart. I'm seeing with your heart. Child before. So? Neither have I. We'll figure it out together. 
Yes. <laughs> but there's also my age to consider. I'm getting along in years. But that's good. The older you get, the wiser you get. You must be the wisest man in the whole world. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was actually born in this century. <laughs> Look, I think you're a wonderful, remarkable, sweet little girl. And I want to do what's right for you. That's why I think you'd be better off with younger, more experienced parents. <laughs> understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. You don't want me. That's not what I'm saying. Honey, you're my friend. You answer me something. Sure. What is an anyone want me? What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. But you don't want me. Neither did my mom. That's why she ditched me. Panky, you yourself said she forgot. It's been a long time. She should have remembered by now. Unless she didn't want to remember. Okay, don't say that. We don't know what happened to your mother. I think we should wait till we find her, and then we'll ask her to tell us what happened, okay? Okay. Good. Does that mean that I can stay here until I find my mother? I'm sorry, honey, but I'm not your foster parent, and it doesn't look like they're going to let me be. Oh. Thank you. Look at me. Whoever gets you is a very lucky person. I know, because you changed my life. Before I met you, I was asleep inside. You woke me up. You made me feel happy. And... to be with me. I want to be with Punky. I'm going to court to get custody. I'm not going to give up without a fight. Go, <laughs> All right. Wow. So I like that. I mean, he's basically, I mean, Randy is watching him and she's kind of nodding like you're doing the right thing. You know, she would be better off with two parents that have experience with kids. And I just feel for Bunky because she feels it's her fault. She asks, why does nobody want me? My mom didn't want me. That's why she left. That's why she forgot about me. And you don't want me. And, you know, Henry tries to reassure her, look. Your mom probably forgot, you know, and when we find her, we'll, we'll ask her what happened. And it's just, she just is so much abandonment and such a, such a short time. She had not mention her dad, but you know, mainly, you know, her mom. So, <clears throat> and of course, he tells Punky how she changed him. She awakened something in him 
And then that's when Henry realizes he's going to do whatever it takes to be her foster parent. Like, whatever I have to do to get custody, I'm going to fight for this little girl. Because I need her and she needs me. I think Randy is finally seeing that. Alright, now we are getting to the court hearing. Or the custody hearing. Or for the temporary custody of Punky Brewster. Or Penelope Brewster. Be seated. All rise. This court is now in session. The Honorable William J. Murphy presiding. Case number 1143J. The temporary custody hearing of Penelope Brewster. Excuse me, sir. Who said that? Excellent. 
last checkup, my doctor said that I had the body of a 40-year-old. And when was your last checkup? 20 years ago. <laughs> I've never been sick a day in my life. I'm as healthy as a horse. Show me a horse that's 60 years old and I'll show you blue. <laughs> now let's uh, move on to uh, living space. Your apartment. Not exactly the size of Buckingham Palace, is it? No. But then I didn't come down here to take custody of Prince Andrew. I would like the record to show that that was said in a sarcastic manner. Do we need her? <laughs> Let me address a more important issue. Mr. Warnemont, how long have you known this child? Three days. Three days, Your Honor. Three days? How could he have formed a close bond with her in just three days? Your Honor, I can assure the state that a strong relationship has developed between them. Miss Mitchell, how long have you worked for the DCFS? Well, um, three months. Three months, Your Honor. How could we trust the judgment of a woman who's been with the department for only three months? You know something, lady? You've managed to get on my nerves in just three minutes. <laughs> Let the record show that that was said in a threatening manner. Miss Mitchell, I think you've made a very serious mistake here. You do? Yes. It's obvious that you've become emotionally involved in this case. Your job is to look at the overall picture, but you have flagrantly ignored the standard regulations and guidelines established for the selection of appropriate foster parents. Well, I think flagrantly is rather harsh. <laughs> Your Honor, I think we've gone over this enough. Normally, the state will go along with recommendations made by the DCFS, but in this case, we have severe objections. I'm afraid I'm inclined to agree, so... Wait a minute! Don't you care what I think? Of course, sweetheart. But there are certain considerations in this case that are too complicated for you to understand right now. Miss Mitchell, because so many of the guidelines we follow are not being met... I'm going to rule that she be returned to the DCFS until an adequate home can be found for her. Your Honor, I respectfully request that you take back your judgment. Take back my judgment. But nobody takes back their judgment. Not even umpires. His decision has been made. And you are wasting more of our valuable time. Oh, put a lid on it, Lois. <laughs> Your Honor, I have evidence that I think has a bearing on this case. It's a letter Punky gave me to give to Mr. Warnemont in case he was denied custody. And with the court's indulgence, I like her to read it now.
So at the hearing, of course, Lois is going to be on the side of DCFS, just stating that guidelines have not been met, calling Randy out for being too emotionally involved in the case. And what irritated me, but then again, I understand, you know, he's a judge, he has to follow, follow protocol as well, that, and even Punky kind of calls him out on, like, why don't I get a say? And he's basically telling her you're too young to understand. It's like, you're deciding this kid's future. She's eight going on nine. Yeah, she's young, but she has had to fend for herself. For how many days, weeks, before she wound up in that abandoned apartment? She's been taking care of herself and a dog. So, and sometimes it's just like, you gotta throw the rules out the window. Sure, they think she'd be better off with a mom and dad and everything. It's like, I, I just feel that Punky should have been able to decide that they want to be together. They should be able to be allowed to be together. I mean, come on. Think about it, They could do worse. <laughs> They're not going to do better than each other because they belong together. And, of course, Lois is played by George Gaines's real-life wife. And Lois and Henry kind of, with the bantering back and forth of her just picking, again, at his age, you're not married, you're childless, you know, all these, you know, strikes against him because he's a single man who's in his 60s, and apparently his last checkup was like 20 years ago when he was 40. Like, dude, you need to keep up on that. That is important, especially as you get older. You don't want underlying conditions to go unnoticed until it's too late and something happens. So, Randy has one card left to play for Punky. Even after the judge made his his call, I want her to be returned back to DCFS until a proper placement could be made for more suitable people. Randy has Punky read a letter that she wrote Henry in case his custody was denied, and sadly it was. So, and of course, Punky says, Randy, that's private. And Randy says, I know, honey, but this is our last card to play, and you gotta play it. Randy, but it's private. Yes, I know, but this is important. <laughs> Dear Henry, you read this, because they wouldn't let me stay with you. I was afraid that maybe after a while, you might forget what I looked like. So, I drew you a picture of me. This is what I look like from the back. Good picture. I want to thank you for being so nice to me. I was thinking, is it kind of weird that you were all alone and I was all alone in our whole big city we found each other. Well, I want you to know that I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget you. I love you.
know, you were right before when you said I was emotionally involved. But aren't emotions important? And we're not here to put two inanimate objects together. This isn't to decide whether an end table goes with a couch. These are real people. And I feel that it is part of my job to see that people who want to be together get to be together. And frankly, I think Punky Brewster and Henry Warnemont should be together. Yes. Now, Miss Mitchell, your argument is persuasive. Still, the guidelines are not being met. This is a highly unusual case. Mr. Warnemont, are you prepared to go through the licensing procedures to become a foster parent? Yes, I am. I'm hereby remanding custody of Plunky Brewster to Mr. Henry Warnemont. <laughs> So Punky reads her letter and the judge overturns his own ruling, his own judgment. And he asks, Henry, are you willing to go through the licensing procedures to be Punky's foster parent? And he agrees. And even, I like how Randy said, these aren't two inanimate objects. It's not to see how an end table goes with the couch. They're two human beings that want to be together and I feel should be together. And it's just, oh my gosh, my heart, my heart. And he does. He awards custody of temporary placement of Punky Brewster to Henry Warnemont. And Punky comes home and she's like, Brandon, I'm home. And he races out of the kitchen. Oh, so sweet. Oh my god. He's just hungry. You can feed him now. He looks Wait till he inhales. <laughs> this dog's eating me out of house and furniture. I was thinking, now that we're going to be staying together, there's some things we're going to need. Oh? Yeah, I see. Brandon needs a new bowl, and I need some new toys, and a swing set. He looks in an apartment, sweetie. A swing set? So Punky comes in and she says, Brandon, I'm home for good. And Henry kind of takes in. The dog is just chewing on the furniture. Clearly he doesn't outgrow that. Um, and Punky says, well, he's just hungry. Have you uh, have you been feeding him? Because he starts like chewing on her, the arm of her shirt. And she's like, are you sure you've been feeding him? Because he actually... He, he basically looks like he's gotten thinner. I'm like, well, sweetie, he's probably, puppies grow fast. So they're going to get longer before they get taller, I would imagine. Um, 
she also mentions how she, you know we're gonna need a few things since we're since we're staying here now. Brandon needs a new bowl. I need need new toys. Oh, a swing set. And he says a swing set. I'm like, sweetie, he lives in an apartment. I don't think you can just put something in the backyard. Granted, they probably do have to get the apartment's permission. I mean, yes, Henry is the manager, but still. For that treehouse, I'm pretty sure they had to get permission. Probably even from the city since you're building it. And she's like, you know, I'm going to make a list. Yeah, she even mentioned, you know, clothes, which definitely a necessity. And she says, I'll go make a list. And then she's like, hey, do you have any plans this afternoon? And he's like, mm, no, why? How about we take a trip to Disney Disney World? Well, doesn't she say Disneyland? Because she says, oh, it's in Florida somewhere. It's like, yeah, I think it's in Orlando. Um, <laughs> but Disneyland, of course, is in California. Disney World, which is bigger, is in Florida. So, yeah. My guess is they'd be closer to Disney World than Disneyland. Because they're in, like, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I love how she... Well, I mean, if they got on a plane, they could technically get there in a few hours. So that doesn't count the drive to the airport. They'll wait for the flight. You know, they don't get to go through security, really, because, you know, it's pre... You know, 9-11 and everything, so... But I just... Oh, I thought that was just the... I don't like cherries. I'm just going to say it's the whipped cream on top of this three-part episode. It's oh, just so, so beautiful. And I wanted to add that here in comparison to the Punky Brewster Mother's Day episode with Izzy. And, and hers was pretty much a, Izzy's was a one and done. It's like, oh, she's not here. Let's wait a few minutes. Okay, she's not here. Punky Brewster, are you going to take full guardianship? Great. You are her foster parent now. And then we'll reconvene at a later date. <laughs> so, but this one was more, I mean, because it was setting up the show at the time as three parts. Oh, so good. Both shows. I really, Like I said, I really wish we had gotten a season two, but it is what it is. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and will continue to listen to the podcast. Also, as I said, look for future Punky Brewster compilation mini episodes down the road, maybe in 2024. So, have a great day and also a happy Mother's Day if you do celebrate it. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. All right, bye bye, everyone.